Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of The Doggy Pod is brought to you by Advanced Pet Foods, experts in pet nutrition. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Pod. I'm Dr. Rob Zamet, and with me is, as always, the illustrious producer Stephen Peters. I don't, I don't know about illustrious, but anyway, yeah. Hello, and uh, yes, today <laughs> we're going to talk about how to stop your dog chewing its leash, chewing on its leash, and trying to lead you rather than uh, the other way around. Does your dog do that? Hmm. And is there such a thing as a left-handed or left-pawed dog? I wonder. But I'll tell you about that. Darn good question. And in Dr. Rob's top five this week, he's going to tell us the five things that your dog wants the most. What does he want? What does she want? Does she want much? Well, here are the top five things you'll find out later on. Anyway, how's the clinic been this week, Rob? Busy, as always? Had a funny case. What happened? What happened? What happened? And it could have ended in disaster. A greyhound met a cat. Now, we all know how that (laughs) ends, don't we? No, we don't. Well, it depends on the cat, really. Well, it did in this case. There were two two greyhounds and a little dog. And the older greyhound went sniffing in the garden and all of a sudden a cat comes out and hackles her up on the cat. The greyhound looks at the cat, goes backwards, falls over the other dog. The other dog falls on it. The cat attacks the greyhound and scratches the... Oh unbelievable on the back leg scratches this and kept on coming the, the greyhound starts running away and the cat started chasing the greyhound it's <laughs> what a feisty cat <laughs> this is what this is why we don't do the cat pod <laughs> oh, never mind the pussy pod will come one day i'm yeah, sure maybe so the the greyhound was really ripped quite badly and the lesson here is uh, I mean, apart from the fact that it shows that this greyhound is a very gentle dog, has was a racing dog once. It's been retrained, rehomed, of course, and 
has complied with everything that's been asked for it as a just a beautiful, gentle pet. Mm, lesson number great. one. They are great. They are great pets, and that's lesson number one. Don't now, don't forget, don't put them off your radar if you're looking for a dog. Think about the greyhound because they are just beautiful pets. The only time you'll have problems when you've got a greyhound, you've got to race them to the lounge because they, <laughs> they'll take up a lot of room on your lounge while you're trying to watch TV. They love to be with you and they just are adorable creatures. But the other lesson, um, the people thought, oh, look, the scratches are pretty bad. So they brought her in. And yes, we had to clean it all up. And I did warn them of a thing called cat scratch fever. So if your dog does get bitten or scratched by a cat, or if you get bitten or scratched by a cat, be aware that you can get a thing called cat scratch fever. Yes, this is the doggy pod. I have never heard of that. And yet, if you you do get scratched badly by a cat, uh, and happened at university, one of my uh, colleagues at university, a fellow student, got bitten badly on the hand, her whole arm blew up and she was in hospital for a few days on intravenous antibiotics. Oh. Now, cats have great biological warfare. They have bacteria in their mouths and in their claws that they can inject literally into their opponents. And later on, their opponents can develop a really bad abscess or get cat scratch fever, including humans are prone to it. So antibiotics that... You know, I said to them, did you flush the wounds out? No, they came straight in, so it wasn't too bad. So we flushed it with initially Didn't some saline. Didn't stitches or anything? Uh, no, that we try not to stitch cat wounds if we can because when you stitch it, you stitch the bacteria in. So we did wrap it and we'll be uh, dressing it every day, daily, with antibiotics straight onto it and antibiotics inside to stop an abscess forming. But, yeah, just be aware if a cat does bite your dog and attack your dog... Just don't think, oh, well, it'll be okay. It's not always. Damn you, cat. <laughs> okay, now, a lot of young pups and dogs have this uh, terrible habit of chewing on their leashes when they're out for a walk. Now, in a moment, Rob's going to tell us how to stop that and and why dogs do it and there there are some reasons but i i had a dog many years ago uh, a young dog who always used to lead the way by wanting to have the the lead in her mouth and she did that all the time and uh, what i didn't realize was that she was slowly chewing through that lead uh, and one day when she was pulling on the lead with it in her mouth she chewed through it and then sprinted off down the road ran in front of a car the car ran right over the top of her, thankfully right in between the wheels, and she popped out the back of the car, uh, a little bruised and battered and covered in uh, sump oil, but uh, she survived running uh, running right in front of the car. It's because she had chewed through her lead. So that's something that, you know, I sort of make sure we don't do anymore. But is, is this very common, Rob, that dogs want to do that? Yeah, very, very common. A um, couple of reasons. Sometimes it's play behaviour. Sometimes it's wanting to literally not be led around the place and want to dominate. Most commonly when they're older, it's because they want to be the dominant um, partner in the relationship because they haven't been shown the right way to you know, live with a human. Hmm. Because you, you don't want to be dominating your dog, but you don't want your dog to dominate you either. You know, it's got to be a, a symbiotic relationship. You, in training, it's always praise, 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 I say. That's the important thing, even more important than treats for me. So it's a matter of trying to 
teach a dog properly. A couple of things that I do with dogs that want to chew the lead, I will, um, once I'm pretty confident that, yes, they will follow me around and, and lead train, I put a collar on them, put the lead on, put them somewhere in a big park, put them down, and then start walking really fast. Come on, let's go. We haven't got time to chew and do things like that. Let's go. Come on, come on, pup. Off you go. So all of a sudden it becomes, oh, gosh, you know, we've got to go over there. And you walk like you're on the mission. Quick, mm. hurry up. Come on, quick, hurry up. So they can't really get in front of you. They too. just don't want to grab the lead. Don't let them grab the lead. Break them of that habit. And as you said, they chew it. They can end up taking off and end up under a car and, and dead. So you've got to stop that behaviour. Or they'll chew it and race off and some other dog will grab them and they will be very badly torn up. So we've got to stop it. The other way that you can do it, now some people say, I've tried that, you know, I can't manage that. Uh, put something nasty on the lead as well. well yeah, I figured that you'd say work. something yeah. like that. Yes. And good old-fashioned deep heat or metzal, one of those athletic rubs that are menthol-based rubs. Dogs hate the smell of them. They... they it doesn't train them to enjoy the lead and enjoy, but if they're outside and they're walking, it's not so bad. Be careful; it doesn't go anywhere near their eyes. You know, mm. it'll sting badly in their eyes. But the dog usually will say, "Ugh, I hate the taste of that," and it, they it will can't stop. hurt them. I'm guessing. No, no. Yeah. The other thing I will do, I will put them on what's called a halty. A halty um, is goes around the muzzle. It's not to stop the dog's biting; it's to give you control. So it's a halter is like a halter. If you think of the big stallions and the big bulls that right, have to be controlled okay. by people. They're, those head stalls that they wear give you control because you control the head, you control the animal. So a halter will certainly stop that behaviour as well very, very quickly. And, of course, the good old-fashioned treats. You know, the reward can be just your praise, but if you want treats to try and distract them from that lead, nothing wrong with that especially a young puppy where things are just starting off and you want to stop that behaviour, then some treats. You know, but don't reward the behaviour. If he grabs it, that's not the time to, to give him a treat. Just mm. say, no, stop that and take the lead out of their mouth. As soon as the lead's out of the mouth, good dog, good dog, then give him a treat. You do not try and distract them with the treat while the lead is in the mouth. Otherwise, what are you doing? You're rewarding the behaviour of the dog grabbing the lead. So timing is everything in life. It's mm-hmm. a, certainly timing is everything when you're training and giving treats. Um, yeah, someone said to me, oh, when your dog's barking, is it okay to give it a treat to distract it? No, because all you're doing is training your dog to bark. Same deal with lead. If your dog's grabbing the lead and you're trying to distract them with a, a treat, do not reward them with a treat just because they, you know, they've got the lead, here's the treat, they, they, they grab the lead again, give me the next treat. That's all they're doing. They're, they're training you to give them treats and training you to uh, walk on the lead for them. And mm. that's, that's the difference. You do have to take hold and take command of the lead when you're training dogs. Otherwise, the relationship will not work. So as much as it might look cute that your dog grabs the lead and leads yeah. you out the door, <coughs> it's not, it's not, not. A, not the way, not the thing to do. Have you ever wondered which breed of dog might suit you other than the dog you have? You know, a dog that suits your family's lifestyle in a different way. What size should that dog be? What kind of personality? A long coat or short coat dog? I'm sure you have the right dog and you love it dearly. But why not come along to Sydney Royal Dog Show? It's part of the Royal Easter Show at Homebush. It's on from the 1st of April to the 12th. You can hug, sit, 
chat, take a selfie and hang out with beautiful canines at the Advance Bark Park. I love that, Stephen. That's what it's called, the Advance Park. Advance being a sponsor. Advance Bark Park. Hmm. It's situated right next to the dog show ring, so you get to see all the types of dogs that are there every day. Even better, if you already have a dog, you can ask the team of experts any questions about training, feeding and raising a puppy to be the perfect canine friend. And if that wasn't enough, well, guess what? There'll be daily giveaways too. Right. And who doesn't like freebies? I wonder what they're going to give away. There's only probably mm. only one way to find out. Really. Well, so for all our Doggy Pod listeners, it's well worth the effort to get yourself to the Advance Sydney Royal Dog Show. And you might see Dr. Rob just wandering aimlessly around. He won't be wandering aimlessly. I think he's actually... working. He'll be working uh, not necessarily at the Advance Bark Park, but he'll be uh, doing a whole bunch of stuff at the Royal uh, Dog Show for those two weeks. Drop in and say hello. Now, this might seem a, a slightly weird discussion point, (laughs) <laughs> it's not the dog barking in the background. There's always dogs barking here because they just love hanging around our studio. Uh, I want to know, Rob, is there such a thing as a left-handed or pawed dog? Do dogs tend to also always try to grab things or scratch something with the same paw every time, suggesting that they're, you know, right-handed um, or left-handed yeah, like it, humans? It's not uncommon. Not uncommon. Well, but there is such a thing as a left-handed yeah, or pawed in, dog. In cats... They most of them are right pawed. Um, some of them are ambidextrous, but in dogs they're pretty well split down the middle. Fifty percent are left-handed or left pawed, and fifty percent right. are right pawed, and so they lead off with a different paw. And uh, it's something that's been studied for some reason for a, a, a long time. Back in the nineteen nineties, it was studied in Turkey. I know Paul McCreevy at Sydney University did a big study to find out if there are left-handed poor dogs or left-handed poor dogs, <laughs> left poor dogs or right poor dogs. Um, and they use this a little bit in training as well to just, you know, which side is the best side for the dog to do things. Uh, is there any suggestion on a on particular size dogs are more likely to be left poor? Or? No, it, it, different breeds were studied and it, it was pretty well 50-50 and they were just allowed to do, they were given a ball with treats in it to see which paw they would use to uh, try and get to the treat. And 50% always led with the left, 50% led with the right. Regardless of breed? Regardless of breed. It wasn't, didn't, didn't seem to have any breed variations in these studies. But it's something that I've been toying with myself, to be honest, because, as you know, I do a lot of research in dogs. We've just published another paper on the metabolics of dingoes in, in compared to... Canines are they domestic dogs gone wild, or is the or is the dingo a wild dog we're trying to tame? We'll find out in our research. But I also want to see whether the dingo was left pawed or right pawed, and is there a breed variation there that might? So I'll be looking at that quite a bit because on the evolutionary thing, it would be interesting to find out. Yep, they're always the dingo is that way. That study will certainly add to the behavioural thing of, of dingoes, of whether they um, are a wild dog, because if they are a wild dog, then they're a native dog now to Australia, and we shouldn't be shooting them out the way some states have decided they would try and do. 
So is there is there something a, a dog owner could do to test yep. to see if their dog is a lefty or a righty? Yeah, what, what very could, easy. How could you find out? A treat. Um, a treat in a, a, a container of some kind that the dog has to try and pour to get to. Right. And just, just put the treat down, let the dog see you put the treat in. And remember... If you're not sure whether your dog can count, like I said, put uh, get three treats out, put them in your pocket and give him one treat, you'll find out your dog can count. But in this case, just put the treat even in your pocket, that's fine. See if your dog comes up and pours, probably won't. In the container, in the ball that rolls with a treat in it, those toys that you get in shops, mm-hmm. those sort of things, put it in and study your dog. Just watch which pour it Which pour, and not the first time. Just note it the first, the second, the third and after you know, 30 to 50 goes, have a look at the statistics. Is it always using one paw or does it use both? Is it ambi- ambi-pawed, ambidextrous pawed, uh, or is it uh, just the right paw? So is your dog a south paw? That's what you need to find out. <laughs> Stephen, we all know that pets make the world a better place. Do they ever? Yeah, and the team at Advance want to make the world a better place for pets by expert pet nutrition. They have found, of course, like we all know, that one size does not fit all. So they understand the unique needs of Australian pets. Particularly dogs. Oh, unbelievable. The Advance pet people have found nutritionally complete and balanced formulas offering pet parents a super reliable and consistent meal of guaranteed quality and performance for their loved pets. Can you hear those dogs outside just screaming for their advance right now, probably? They're in there, (laughs) getting fed. All right, it's that time for Dr. Rob's Top 5. There should be a big echo there, but we don't have one. Uh, <laughs> top five. And this week, it's the five simple things that dogs want. The things that you absolutely need to do as part of being a loving dog owner. What are they, Rob? Starting at number five. If you're a loving dog owner, stop confusing your dogs. Your dogs need straight answers from you, not to be confused. For example, how often you say, um, yeah, go away to your dog and you know, stop annoying me or whatever, and your dog just lays down there, you're giving the wrong message. If you want your dog to go away, take him outside and say, go away, go back, whatever command you use. You confuse your dog very often, or you'll tell your dog to sit, 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 because you, you're trying to do something else. The dog doesn't sit, the dog goes away, and you think, oh, that's fine, that's what I wanted. Well, you're confusing the dog, because other times when you want him to sit, and you say sit, that's a problem. The other thing your dog wants Hang is... Hang on, is it, are we at number four now? Number four. Okay, number four. Your dog's not deaf. Don't say, sit, 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 sit. You know, your dog's trying to understand what you want, and that adds to non, non-compliance with dog training if you keep repeating the exercise. If you say sit and your dog doesn't do it because it's been taught but just for some reason not doing it at that time, gently just make him sit down, press down his bottom wall, you know, Pull, pull the legs back, or a little treat with the head up, and say, sit, make your dog do it, and give him his treat. Time, Just once. Timing is everything, absolutely. Coming in at number three. Yeah, is... don't expect your dog to love everybody. Just because you might have someone that you like and your dog doesn't, it's the way of the world. 
you know, your dog wants you to accept your dog as an individual. And I'll tell you now, your dog's probably right. If there's a person your dog doesn't like, there's probably something wrong with that person. The friendship ain't what you think it is. I'd back the dog, not, not uh, myself, when it comes to accepting people. Don't expect your dog to accept everyone. That's really important. So I'm not going with the, yes, your dog needs food, your dog needs water and cold water and shade and all that. I'm not going with those sort of things in this exercise. No. If you don't know those, maybe you shouldn't yeah, have a dog. you shouldn't have a dog. So coming in at number two is? Um, for me, children. You know, we expect our dogs to love children. Yeah, your dog needs to be socialised properly with children. Your dog doesn't see children as human beings. In fact, some humans don't, adults don't see children as human <laughs> beings. Children are a different proportion to us. You know, so be a bit aware that that's important when you are trying to introduce a dog to children. Dogs, children have different proportions. You know, they have different coordinations. And it's important to just be very patient when you're introducing a child to especially a, a new dog or vice versa, a new dog to you know, a whole lot of different children, just be careful and be aware. Your dog's seeing something different about these little humans and has to be accepting of that. Okay, so coming in at number one as the simple thing that dogs want. Open the back door. Don't leave your dog in the backyard. Your dog is a pack animal. They live, you know, they've evolved for thousands of years in a pack. Now you're asking to be part of your pack, open the back door. Bring them inside. At least some of the time, have your dog in with you in the house. I prefer dogs to sleep in the bedroom if possible as part of the pack. The pack sleeps together. But open that back door and let those dogs in. That's what your dog wants. Don't leave them outside all the time. If they have to be outside all the time, question no, yourself. Yeah. Do you really need a dog? Well, Do you really want a dog? No. There you go, there's the top five things that dogs want. All right, that brings us to the end of another episode of The Doggy Pod. We hope you've enjoyed your time with us and learnt a few things along the way and heard some dogs barking in the background. Um, we'll see you next week. Remember to um, look us up on Facebook and Instagram and uh, please follow us and, and tell your doggy friends uh, about the show. Uh, we will see you next week on the doggy pod and dogs give unconditional love we've heard that said a long time many times but in truth they are an absolute role model for being alive live like a dog learn how to see you guys next week bye bye Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.